Howdy everyone, welcome back to About That. My name is Travis LaRue and I have... My very first guest is a very good friend of mine, Matt Minerick. I didn't realize that was your first guest. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I'm happy to happy to be here. Well, my voice be here anyway. <laughs> uh, You're here in spirit. Yeah, let's say real quick that when Travis told me he was doing this podcast, I felt like it was a perfect thing for him to do because he's all time asking, you know, interesting questions as he mentioned in the first episode i have listened to both episodes Travis, i don't know if i told you i listened to the second one you have you're actually one um, of my very few friends that have actually listened to both episodes <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's uh it, it's it's interesting stuff and anyway i, I was just it seems like a good fit because you're always liking to ask these questions so might as well still have the conversations and might as well do it on the season. well record it right yeah why not <laughs> okay so matt Let's get into it. Um, like my second episode, I listed my top five Americans of all time, fictional and non And I posed the question to you, who is your top five Americans? So you, you asked me that, like, I don't know, maybe a couple months before you even started the podcast. And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I, those open-ended questions, I, I, unless you're going to you know, record a podcast about it, I'm just going to be like, oh, I don't know. And then leave it at that. But I did do it. And I kind of went... I, I wanted sort of a well-rounded group, so I, I won't say that, like, I mean, I know it was top five, but I did, like, categories. Like, I have my top musician, my top athlete, politician, actor, and then my fifth one's kind of a wild card. That was the, I mentioned I had a change, that was what it was. <laughs> but I'll start with my overlap with you, and that's the musician, and that's Dolly Hart. I mean, that's, that's a solid choice. That, I, I'm not trying to copy you or anything, but when you said that, I was just like, man, that's a that's a really good. I mean, she's she has to be like one of the least problematic people, like especially this day and age, you know? Right. In, but, in today's day and age, where people are getting so much dirt on other people, like from years and years ago, Keanu Reeves, Dolly Parton, Betty White. You show me something bad they've done, you can't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, there's there's probably some East Tennessee bias coming into this Dolly Parton right. thing, but I don't right. I don't know that that's necessarily even true because she's a you know nationwide people love her you know, universally both, beloved. But, you know, everything's so divisive politically. Both sides love her. I mean, I really don't think I've ever seen anyone say a negative thing about Dolly Parton. You can't. You you literally cannot say anything negative about Dolly. She does so much, especially for her children, the children book thing that she does. Right. Man, that's awesome. That is absolutely amazing that she does that. Yeah. All right. So number one, we got Dolly. Who's coming in at number two? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, these are not in order. Just like I said, I'm doing categories because it's too open-ended a question. I have to put restraints on myself. Fair. Um, because I'm not that creative. But anyway, uh, so my athlete... I, I had kind of a hard time with this one. I'll, I'll, my honorable mention, you, you know, you have your balls, your Eric Berry, Peyton Manning, Hendon Hooker. I mean, I love those guys, but they, my athlete pick goes to J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt, really? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I respect it. You know, he's a dude from, what, Wisconsin? Yeah. You know, good dude, cornbread-fed yeah. guy. You know, okay, I, I can respect it. Yeah, and it, and it goes a little beyond just his 
play on the field. That's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at this. Like, if you ask me, my favorite athlete of all time is going to be Peyton Manning. Right. But um, I, I think, not to say Peyton did do this, but I just, especially with what J.J. Watt, I mean, the most notable was Hurricane Harvey. Like, he's just always giving back. And he raised all that money for the Houston community? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Always giving back to the community. And it's just, even, even as little as, like, the individual, like, you know, someone, I, I don't have a specific example, but, you know, someone wants his autograph, he's probably going to send, if he sees them, he's probably just going to send them a, a jersey signed or something like that. Right, he's always so, trying to go above and beyond that kind of stuff. And I, I sure. as a football fan... And sad that this is his, you know, this was his last season. But I'm, I'm excited right. for him. You know, I'm excited to see what he does in the future for his life. You know, he has a newborn son. You know, that it's, it's exciting for him. He does, he deserves mm-hmm. this. Oh yeah, yeah, no question. I, I just, yeah, and, and I, you know, for people that know me probably think it's a, a you know, Houston Texan fan bias. So maybe there's a little bit of that in there. But it's just, yeah, he just, he, he just seems like a genuine genuine dude you know does a good job being both a football player and a philanthropist exactly and dang it he should have won a super bowl he should have uh, he should have gone to the cardinals after the after he left the texans i don't blame him for leaving the texans it's a mess there but why do you go to cardinals go go to a, i mean hey they the cardinals looked like they were headed towards a deep playoff run like kyler's first first second year in the league so I don't, you know, they got D Hub. They had that very stout defense. So I don't blame them for that. But like, go to go, go to Tampa with Tom Brady. Go go join that 49ers defense. Go to the Chiefs. Go somewhere that you know you have a legit chance of winning a ring. Yeah, I mean, I I personally never really thought Cardinals were. I mean, I know they they were, you know, on the edge of the playoffs. But I don't know. We don't we don't need to get too much into. We're we're going through. We're probably getting in the weeds with football, but that's probably going to happen with two of us. Right. Okay, so next uh, is my uh, politician, which is uh, Blake. No, I'm just kidding. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, we're we're coming off of uh, Martin Luther King Day. I mean, I don't know if that really impacted my day. It would have been the same either way, but Abraham Lincoln, I think he's the best president you ever had. Okay, that's a very, uh, that's a very solid choice. Yeah. I, I uh, like I said, I, mine was Teddy uh, for uh, as far as presidents go. I think when you when you can, I mean, they're him and Lincoln are on Mount Rushmore for those those two are so impactful for the United States that a lot of things they've done we just don't even realize. Oh yeah, and you, I do remember you talking. I think you mentioned uh, with Teddy like his impact on football. Right. And I don't know if you've watched, and any of the listeners, I'd recommend this too. If you guys have ESPN Plus, there's an episode of Peyton's Place where he talks about, I don't have the name uh, in, in front of me right now, but like Peyton goes and like he revisits the history of how like Teddy kept the NFL, maybe it probably wasn't the NFL back then, but he kept football from like vanishing. Like football was almost like no longer a thing. And there's a real like that's a really good you know entertaining re revisitation of that. So I actually learned about that from the show Drunk History. If you, oh, if you yeah, have yeah. if you have never watched that show, ten out of ten recommend. I was laughing hysterically through that show, and it was so oh, yeah. it's so entertaining, but it, it 
all the facts match up. Like it is historically accurate. For I mean, for the most part, as far as a Comedy Central show can be, it was it's very entertaining and very informative at the same time. So, it, and that's where I learned about it from. Yeah, no, that, I, I've seen some of them, but uh, good show. Uh, they canceled. They a, canceled uh, it. Late but. night YouTube rabbit hole. I'll go down at some point. But yes, who's your um, who's your next one? This is where my change happened uh, because I I didn't realize something. So my actor originally I was Steve Carell, and I still like Steve Carell in there, but I realized my other person also fit this category. And you're not gonna know this name most likely, and most of the listeners I I would say are not gonna know his name, Danny Thomas. Danny Thomas? No, I'm not I'm not familiar. Yeah, I wasn't either. So he. The, and it's not necessarily because of his act. I, uh, St. Jude is very, um, close to me and my family. Right. Um, right. I had a uh, younger brother that, uh, passed away at a very young age right. of, uh, brain cancer. Trey. And Danny Thomas, who is an actor, he found a St. Jude. So. Okay. Now, now that you say that, um, that, that does ring a bell. Now that, now that you're saying that, okay. I, did, I, yeah. I didn't put two and two together on that, but yeah, that's a, I like that. That's a personal touch on that one. For sure. I like, I like sure. that. And, and like I said, I didn't know he's an actor, so maybe this is a, uh, I don't know, I'm exposing myself here because he, <laughs> I, I don't really know what all he was in. Hey, but, but hey, um, that counts. Yeah, that, that, that's the uh, importance for me. Exactly. Uh, with that pick. I guess I could have just swapped, swapped him and still left uh, Steve Carell in there. He's up there. I put Alex Trebek. But Alex Trebek ain't can, uh, American, though. He's not? No, he's Canadian. Yeah. Oh. He's Canadian. He's, he's Canadian. honorable mention American. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll put Steve Carell. I didn't send Alex Trebek. Nothing happened. Uh, so, okay, why why Steve Carell? He, he just seems genuine. Like, to me, like, genuine people, like, I don't know. I, I just res- respect the hell out of people that are just genuine and you know he he gives back as well and I, every single person i hear talk about steve carell is so complimentary of you know how kind he is and you know just and he's hilarious i mean he's, i i know that you know i'm a big office fan but, you know, right a lot of people are but i don't know it, I, I think it's just how genuine he is and i know he's you know he, i guess jj was pretty you know young on my list too as far as the history of the U.S., but like I, I don't know, I just feel like he's gonna leave a a great impact on the U.S. of A. He, de- I mean, he definitely has. Like, think about think about some of the stuff he's been in. Some of the more adult films that he's been in, like Forty Year Old Virgin, mm-hmm. and I mean, everyone, all the kids love the Minions, right? And he's grew. He his range is crazy. Yeah, he hasn't been in all these A-list movies, but his impact on society, as far as, like you said, The Office, everyone knows The Office, whether they like it or hate it, which I've met more people who hate it for some reason because they have no taste, versus, <laughs> I do love The Office. You you probably like it a little more than I do. And it, I mean, it's a great show. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, I, he, he's definitely been in, you know, more serious roles. Like, I, he kind of has, for whatever reason, been relegated to TV. Um, Although I will say, as far as TV, you know, for the longest time, TV and uh, movies, like movies were always regarded as that when you made it, you're a typical movie star. And that's maybe still true a little bit, but I think the advent of streaming has really 
I don't want to say changed it, but the gap's not as wide anymore. Like, because there are big stars that do TV shows for streaming at this point, and that's almost still maybe not quite the level of movie star, but I don't think it's as far behind as what it was maybe 25 years ago. I, that is a great point. I, I have never, I never thought of it like that, especially now. You know, when COVID and mo- movies were movie theaters were shut down, right? People were stuck at home, and all they could do was stream. So, yeah, yeah. shows that people may not have considered watching before made it on their list for sure those are my five that, that hey that's a that's a respectable uh and an honorable canadian and alex trebek <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man that's awesome but, uh, yeah and I, I i know i didn't you know you had rocky as rocky Balboa as your as one of your picks so i didn't have any uh fictional people in mind but if, but if you want me to i'll throw in peter parker so um, this is this is officially a Peter Parker Stan account. Okay, oh, yeah. we we love all three. That's right. This is an Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland Stan account. For sure. Now is Toby is Toby your favorite? Oh yeah, Toby's my favorite. He, he's OG. That's what I grew up on. Um, I mean, that's what we all grew up on. That's like I think yeah. me, and, me and you have talked about this. I think he is the better Peter Parker than Andrew Garfield. Yeah. But Andrew Garfield is the better Spider-Man. Yeah. But Tom Holland is just a good mixture of both. For sure. I, that, that, that's my personal opinion on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, uh, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, like you said, that's, that's what I've always said too. And I don't know, I, part of it is, is those, those are my favorite movies. Right. As well. And, and then you go into the, uh, Spider, spoiler alert for Spider-Man No Way Home. All three of them are in it. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's great to see all of them work together and act together. It, and it's good to me that, like... I mean, I, there was, there's not a single one that I just like, like you said. They um, they all have their different, different things. and weaknesses. Exactly. Garfield and uh, I love Emma Stone, and they they had the, by far the best chemistry on screen, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. You don't you don't like the, the real-life chemistry of Tom and Zendaya? I mean, they have good chemistry. They, honestly, when we're so we go like Toby, Toby and uh, Kristen Dunst, I think they. Have, I mean, I don't want to say they have bad chemistry, but like they're they're clearly a, a tier below the other two. I I would agree but with I that. Think I think it's Andrew and Emma as by far the top. I mean, all these you probably know this, but like all these all the couples dated at some point. Right. right. Yes, they did. Um, yep. I mean, they, they all had good chemistry, but I I feel like Andrew and Emma have the best by far I, I can get down with that yeah so where do you think this spider-man will go into the uh the new the new marvel like moving forward do you think he's i mean is he coming back you think do you think he's do you think andrew and toby are going to be in the last of you know in like three years what uh the adventure movies like do you think they're coming back right, what, do, want, what do you, you think is my, moving you forward my intel. You know how deep I am in this stuff. I, I'm down. Let's hear it. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it too. Where if, you, if you're on Twitter, you know, the algorithm knows what you like. <laughs> but uh, what I've seen and what I kind of makes a lot of sense to me is with the way, again, you know, I'm going to talk about some of the Illinois home home stuff. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, you don't spoilers. Fast forward or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, the way it ended, everybody forgets that Peter Parker Spider-Man that doesn't mean that they have forgotten about Spider-Man. They've just forgotten his identity because of the spell by Doctor Strange. Right. I think that means he's going to go, as far as the Spider-Man, I, I'm sure they're going to do another trilogy, 
there it's reported that Holland has signed on for another I don't know if it's another trilogy but he signed on for the next movie I guess the official fourth one but I think as far as his movies are concerned it's going to go more to a street level so it's not going to be these giant you know going to space and working with Doctor Strange and magic and all that it's just going to kind of go back sort of like what you saw with the originals uh, I guess more Android movies than Toby's but like just just kind of basic level stuff I mean you're still going to have villains and stuff but and I hope what I would really like to see is some team-ups with Daredevil and bring King, Kingpin in. I watched the cartoon when I was younger. I'm, uh, no, no, keep going. I watched the cartoon <laughs> when I was younger, and the Kingpin was a, like a big part of the cartoon, and so I would love to see Spider-Man interact with Kingpin. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's if you play even if you play the and video as games. Far as, as far as the other two are concerned, I think they'll bring them back to like Secret Wars, right? Because um, that's just a massive movie where they. They, they bring back all kinds of different... I don't think it's out of the question that we see Robert Downey Jr. again in that movie or something like that. I'm telling you right now, I would shed grown man tears if Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, if all those guys came back, hell, even if Scarlett Johansson pulled up, yeah. I, I would shed grown man tears. As weird as that sounds, I yeah. promise I'm not a Disney adult. It's going to be fun. It, I'm excited for it, man. It'll, it'll be a great... That movie will probably... I'm making a bold prediction now. You heard it here first. That will be the top-selling movie of all time, top-grossing movie of all time. I mean, if they make it, if they make it bigger than uh, Endgame, Endgame. And, I mean, yeah. I, it's hard to argue that. That's that's what I see for because the the buildup that they have slowly started putting in for for uh, Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. It's it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm. No, I agree. I'm ready for. Yeah. I'm ready for the Fantastic Four. I'm ready for to see the X Men, Wolverine coming back, the introduction of Deadpool. Like they got some serious big hitters coming, and I, I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah, no, for sure. And I yeah, I hope. I don't know about you, but like, and I don't think this is an uncommon opinion, but I kind of feel like aside from like No Way Home, like the production value of some of these movies has declined a little bit. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, I go back and I watch like stuff, the original like Infinity Saga and I'm like, I don't know that these movies are quite stacking up to what they were before. So I kind of hope they get back to that. I think they're doing too many projects now and that's kind of, don't get me wrong, I still like them. I, I agree. They, they really are doing a little too much for my liking. Like, I still haven't even finished Hawkeye, and oh, dang. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying is like I I think I'm on like that last episode right now, but there's just so much to keep up with. Yeah, and I I would really I, I like the Disney Plus shows, but I I would like to see like I've never seen the original Daredevil, never seen Ghost Rider, never seen any of those like shows that were on. Yeah, but I would really I, like for them to slow it down a little bit and then full send. All their all their big guns at all times. Yeah, no, I I think I, I I'm with you on that. I'm not seeing Ghost Rider, but I've seen part of like the Daredevil. But I kind of got slowed up on like Luke Jessica Jones, like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Yeah, you know, all, all those. I like Jessica Jones a lot. I hope they keep her when they bring her in. Did uh, Did you see the uh, the uh, actress? I I've never seen it, but uh, the the actress that plays Jessica Jones, she was wearing her Daredevil shirt. That she put it on Twitter, Instagram, one of the two. And she she was wearing her Daredevil shirt, and she was training for to get to get back in shape for the show for uh, Daredevil oh, okay. Reborn. So it's probably gonna be her. It's exciting, man. All right, Matt. So you and I, 
as we were talking about earlier, are big football fans, if our audience members couldn't tell from that. Yeah, now, now that we've covered all the nerd stuff, let's get into the jock stuff. Right, yeah, let's, let's get into this. <laughs> you and I are both Tennessee Volunteer fans, and you are a Houston Texans football fan. So we are both used to disappointing football. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what what do you think of what do you think of the the rumors that Sean Payton is coming to Houston? Oh man, I'd be happy with it. Thrilled. He's a proven winner. It doesn't come without cost. As you know, there would be a you have to trade for him. I don't think it would. So the Texans, for those that don't know, Texans have the number two overall pick the number 12 overall pick through the Deshaun Watson trade, and um, which means they have the number 33 pick. I don't think that it would take the two or the 12 to get him. I think they could do it with the 33rd pick and then maybe like a mid to late rounder or something. So there, that's the biggest con with it. And then there's a, to be honest with you, there is a part of me, I just said he's a proven winner, but there's a part of me that wonders how much the how much Drew Brees had to do with it. That that's I a fair think point. Still worth the win, the risk, for sure. I mean, why not try it? Because you look at who do, who do you think is going number two? Do you think do you think Houston gets Bryce Young? Man, when they won that last game, how mad were uh, you? That's the most upset I've ever been over a win. I mean, <laughs> there's no question about it. Um, Lovey Smith really said, really said, screw y'all and your hopes and dreams. When you're a bear, you're a bear for life. Facts. Um, because now the bears have that pick, that first pick. Um, I don't know, man. I Now that Stroud has declared, I think it's a virtual guarantee we either get Young or Stroud, but man, I really want Young. I know he's undersized, and I know that's the biggest knock on him, but just the eye test, he... He passes the eye test, and I know... Are you not scared I'm about not his in- injury like history, though? Scout, but I like to think I have a pretty good track record of quarterbacks. Are you not scared about his injury just history, ignore though? that I was all in on Josh Rosen, real quick. You were in on Josh Rosen. That uh, that was that was, that was was a bad time. For a little too long. <laughs> I, I Is he even in the league anymore? Yeah, he's... I don't know, he's on some practice squad. He's been on, like... I saw some somewhere he's been on, like, seven NFL teams. He's been in the league, like three or four years he's more like 17 oh man but yeah and I, I will say um I, I've kind of come off of this statement a little bit but he went into a bad situation so who knows what happens if he goes to a better situation like Travis I think you and I have talked about this before like or no let's say Flexo doesn't get hurt or there's no tuck rule like what happens to Tom Brady like do we even know his name I mean I think there's a distinct possibility that like I'm not saying he's not the GOAT, certainly not, but, I mean, I think there's a world that if he doesn't get, if things don't line up, he doesn't go to the right situation, then people haven't heard of him. I wholeheartedly believe that him and Belichick needed each other, because you look at Belichick's history. He was not that great winning coach all the time. He, he got fired from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Not I, I mean, trust me, you have to be, you have to be something special to make the Cleveland Browns something. However, Brady wasn't phenomenal at Michigan. He wasn't like, I mean, he fell to the sixth round for, was it sixth? Yeah, I think it was sixth. Yeah. He fell to the sixth round for a reason. I'm not uh, Yeah, I think, it, I, I think it's a, 
you know, he worked his tail off to, you know, get to where he is now. Oh, yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. You know, going coming into the league, he was not expected, certainly not, obviously not expected. I don't think any, no, no one's going to dispute that. But, yeah, I think it's, I think, like you said, that they needed each other. I guess Brady did get a Super Bowl without him, but aside from aside from that year, they, they've not been too good without each other. No, uh, that, I mean definitely not. Definitely not the Patriots. I mean, I, I like Mac Jones. I'm still on his side of things, but yeah. I think Matt. I mean, you also got to look who the offense coordinator is. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, look at who the defense uh, coordinator is for the for the Patriots. I mean, a couple yeah. things go a couple things go differently for the Patriots. They're in the playoffs. They're you know they're they're probably doing okay. I definitely think the Bucks, the uh, the Patriots, and Brady needed each other. Yeah, you know what? You know what I've seen like on on Twitter over the past few days. What's I've that? seen people. You know, there there was like a report that it's no guarantee that Brady's coming back to uh, Tampa, and some people are like, "What if he goes to the Jets?" <laughs> Do you know how mad Patriots fan would be if he goes to the freaking Jets? That would be. Like with the, that would be the equivalent of Colin Kaepernick taking that knee and everyone just losing their mind and burning the jerseys and. I thought you were gonna say when Favre went to Minnesota. But... Oh, well, that too. That too. Yeah. That, but that's what I'm saying is like that's the kind of that's how angry people would be. They would yeah. burn their Tom Brady jerseys that they may have had signed or they've had for twenty years. You know. I want it to happen, man. I want it to happen. <laughs> so I. I'm not. The Jets, the Jets are kind of. I feel like the Jets are kind of in a situation that if they get a quarterback, then they're set up for success. So I don't really want to see Tom Brady succeed anymore than he already has. So. But that's a that's a one. Short. Short term deal, not anything that they can yeah, build off of. True. So that that's that's what I'm saying. Is it's, I think back to what back to what we were talking about originally, the AFC South, the Texans, the Titans, the Colts, the Jags. Three of those four teams will have new quarterbacks this this upcoming season. I think Tannehill's gone from the Titans. I think I think Stroud falls to the Colts, and I think I think somehow Bryce Young falls to two, and he goes to you guys. I accept. I think um. what I th- what I think is, what I think is going to happen is I think Chicago is going to keep the number one overall pick, and I think they're going to go back to Georgia, and I think they're going to take Jalen Carter. That big old defensive lineman. You don't think they'll take Will Anderson? No, I don't. I, for some reason, I have a feeling Will Anderson will slip just a little bit. He'll still probably be like a top ten pick. I don't think he'll be five, but I think he'll be ten, top ten. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I that's the thing. Hey, that's I mean, it all. Depends, it depends on how it shakes out. This I, is all a hot take platform, my man. Well, yeah, I, I think so. You're. The Titans, that's, that's an interesting thought. I mean, I, it certainly would surprise me for, to see them move on to Tannehill. I think that kind of, those wheels are kind of already in motion. But from what I've seen from Titans fans, and obviously there's a lot of overlap from Balls fans to Titans fans, like a lot, and maybe that's why they feel this way, but a lot of them are kind of like, let's try, let's see what Dobbs can do. So, Dobbs has not had the. Dobbs and Malik Willis, if they'll try to give those two guys, let them compete and then get another year. Dobbs has not had the fair chance. Sorry, go ahead. I'm saying Dobbs has not had the fair chance that that fall fans wish he did. I know a lot of people don't keep up with the Tennessee Volunteers, but you know he is a very beloved quarterback for us, and 
I think. I think if he really got a fair chance with a good system under his control, or I'm sorry, over him, he'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Because he, his intelligence is there. We all know how smart he is. Oh, for sure. He, he's a astronaut. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's a pretty, a pretty good fallback plan. Oh, Phantom Brother Hawkeye will be a rocket scientist. Like, that's, that's insane. <laughs> like, do you show me how many people in the NFL can say that? <laughs> you can't. One. You can't. <laughs> um, I think there's one. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think if he really gets a good system with, and Vra- Mike Vrabel, the Titans head coach, is a good coach. He, that he has proven that. Yeah, unfortunately, and he has. He, don't, don't hate us because you ain't us. <laughs> no, no Titan slander on this podcast. Yeah, no, no Titan slander. This is a <laughs> pro-Titans. <laughs> I feel I feel like if Josh Jobs gets good, he'll he'll be all right, but he won't be the long term, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, I hate saying that, but I think he will be a good transition quarterback for us. Get yeah, us to the playoffs a couple years, uh, you know, get us rolling. Part of the issue with him is, I mean, it's not not his fault at this point. Like, they just don't have much invested in him. And so, right, you right. Know, that when you don't have much invested in a quarterback, it gives him a shorter lease, leash. And um, then you got to think, Derrick Henry, so, his his timetable is, you know, it's coming quick. You know, he's, I don't want to say yeah. he's out of his prime yet, but he's approaching out of his prime because they work him so yeah. much. Yeah, no, he's you're not gonna get another you're not gonna get another year like you got two years ago, I think. Where you had like three hundred carries and yeah. two thousand yards, something crazy like yeah. that. No, he's he's twenty nine. Usually running backs sit there and they kinda of fall off when they turn thirty. It's a brutal position. They don't get paid much and they don't get paid for long, so No, I, back real real quick, back to the Texans thing. What I I'll tell you what my fear is, and so this is what I feel like is most likely because this is how it happens with the Texans. <laughs> my fear is that the Colts make a trade with the Bears, and they get Bryce Young at number one, and the Bears trade back, and you know, they get a haul for the pit. And then that could happen. Up with Stroud. Which is fear. not a bad get either. No, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know too much about Stroud. I, I probably watched like a total of three or four of his games this year. I will say in that Georgia game, he looked great. That that made me feel a lot better about him. It oh yeah, he, he he's a know, good passer. But I think the I think the game, you know, shout out Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson, man. These guys, to me, that's what that's the kind of quarterback I prefer is somebody who is mobile. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. He's not you know Patrick Mahomes is not the most mobile, but he can move if he has to. I like a quarterback that can sling it and can run if they have to, or you know if they just get a wild hair and want to go run. That's what I prefer. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, this thing age. I mean, personally, <coughs> excuse me. Um, personally, I I don't know that I, I I like your. I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, the top two quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I I, I think that's that's your mold. I. I I like Jalen Hurts a lot. He's definitely improved as a passer, but I, I still do want my quarterback to be primarily a passer. I right. don't think. I mean, I, I'm not trying to ding Lamar Jackson. I'm not certainly not wanting the he's a running back or anything like that. He's also improved as a passer a lot, but I, I, I want I want my quarterbacks to throw first and run second, and I think that's what Bryce Young does too. That's kind of why I like him. Right. He's 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 kind of like your Pat Mahomes style, where just just in that methodology of 
you know, he's, he keeps his eyes down the field. He's not just going to scramble first sign of trouble. But at the same time, that's why people are worried about him because he's so small. I, I definitely get a Drew Brees type feel from him because he's he's smaller. He has a good yeah. arm. He doesn't. I don't think he has quite the arm that Drew Brees has because he had a cannon attached to his yeah. arm. That thing was crazy. Especially early in his career. Oh yeah, but I mean, you gotta think Drew Brees threw for five thousand yards, what three times, twice, something, something crazy. Yeah. He has the most five thousand yard passing seasons. So you take that toll on your body of throwing that much multiple times, man, it's gonna add up. But Bryce Young has it has a good arm, so I yeah. think. You know, definitely if Sean Payton does go to Houston, I think that, you know, he can kind of incorporate what he did with Breeze into oh, yeah. Bryce Young. No, I, I thought the same thing. I think I, I kind of had the same – I mean, I again, I'm not a scout or anything, but I've had the same kind of thoughts and people – I've read people comparing him. I think Drew Breeze, maybe a little bit more mobile than Breeze um, ever right. was. Right, right. Um, I, I don't. I don't think Breeze ever really scrambled that much. I, I I wasn't watching when he was younger, so maybe he didn't. Then. And I'm not trying to sit. Like I said, Bryce is not a scramble. He's kind of balanced. Like he'll he'll run if he has to, but he's going to try to throw it first. Exactly. But yeah, that that is. I have thought about that. If you compare, I mean, there, there's no way of knowing what's going to happen with that first pick at this point. But if you compare Bryce Young with Sean Payton, that's that's the ticket right that's, there. That that'll be that'll be solid for. 10 years or so, however long Sean Payton decides to stick around. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So something interesting about you is you have this thing for unique flavors. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? That's a, that's a really good question. I don't know where it came from, and I don't think I was always like this. I mean, maybe I was to an extent. But I don't know. When I was when I was younger, I was actually a pretty picky eater. I would not like. I didn't like burgers until probably like late middle school or something like that. No, like I, I, was, <laughs> I was a kid. Like anytime we went to McDonald's, I got like chicken nuggets. Like I wanted my consistency and everything. And I mean, I, I certainly you know grown out of that. But like even like it was probably late high school before I like really like steaks and stuff. So like it. I don't know. So, like, food, food has kind of... Maybe that's part of it. Like, I didn't really expand my horizons when I was younger unless I was, you know, my parents were like, no, you need to try right, this. to, yeah. I did. <laughs> the, the unique flavors you're talking about, I just had a Mountain Dew Pitch Black, which they brought back from the dad recently. I don't think, I, I don't think I ever tried that. Well, it's back now, if you want to. It's like a... Kind of like a great Mountain Dew. I'm, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by it, to be honest with you. No, I... I'm trying to think when it started because... I think some of it came when I started when I started living by myself and started, you know, like just more independence and buying your own groceries and everything. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I'll try this. And so, like, all the times I'm I'm trying different flavors of potato chips. I'll I'll tell you the best ones that do different flavors. Like, you have Mountain Dew. They are always releasing new flavors. But I don't even really drink regular Mountain Dew. I just drink it for the different flavors. My favorite, Voltage is a, is one of the best. They have a strawberry, not strawberry, a raspberry lemonade one called Spark now that's really good. I'm trying to think what else. I liked Livewire a lot as a kid. Okay. And they do, they always do Baja, they bring Baja back in the summer. And right, oh yeah, that's, that's always, that's always um, a big hit. Oh yeah. And they started, recently they started doing like, not only Baja, but like last summer they did 
It's called Gold and Mango Gym. The mango one was obviously mango gym was obviously mango flavored, and then the uh, gold was pineapple. And then the year before, they did a pina colada. That was incredible, and a it's like a tropical punch type deal, like cherry and orange or something like that. So they 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 are constantly doing different flavors and things. Um, Oreo does a lot of them. And my favorite Oreo flavor they ever did was a blueberry pie. Ooh, I don't think I've tried that one. That does sound good. That does that sound good. That was a while. That was like that was like. 2016 or something so what do you what do you think and you had uh what was those kit kats you gave me around christmas when i came to see you gingerbread oh yes man those are so good (laughs) those were so good i had never heard of they have their seasonal stuff they honestly raspberry ones in the living room right now yes man Um, those were kick those gingerbread kit kats were amazing Love those. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if those were new or not. They didn't say when I bought that bag. It didn't say new on them, but I have. I haven't seen them until Christmas time this year. But yeah, they do. I guess they do gingerbread in the over Christmas time. They do raspberry from now until Valentine's Day, and then around Easter they'll do lemon ones that are really good. And they also have blueberry muffin ones that it's like a Walmart exclusive. Those are fantastic. And the key lime pie ones were also really good. I love key lime pie. Yeah, I know you don't like key lime no, pie. No, no, no. We we don't like key lime pie around here. You you I but you at least have the cheesecake. When I remember when I went to Dollywood, we had the chocolate bit cheesecake. Yes. Oh, that, that was fun. good. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what but would yeah, you say? It's, I, I can't think of all, all the flavors, but yeah, I don't know when it happened. I just, I think I got some independence and started trying new flavors and stuff. What, what would you say was is the most unique tasting piece of food you've ever tried or drink, whatever, what you, the most unique you would, you've tried? Okay, so you know, unique, that doesn't necessarily mean good. It can mean bad. Yes, yeah, that is um, totally <laughs> good or bad. But like, when it comes to mind, when it comes to mind right off the bat is, for Christmas this year, I guess I put it last year, Christmas 2022, Mountain Dew did a fruit cake flavored Dew. Oh God! It was one of the worst things I've ever had. Uh yeah, that's <laughs> that sounds terrible. terrible. <laughs> that sounds I don't terrible. Know I miss that much. Like I, I almost always try their flavors. I'm like, man, this is pretty good. That one I smelled it and I was like, ooh, this actually smells pretty good. It smells like a candle. I drink it. Yeah, it also tastes like candle. So <laughs> yeah, that... it was. Uh, I guess you could say it was unique. Um, they used to do a cranberry pomegranate one for Christmas. That was one of my favorites. Oh, okay, that that but sounds good. I don't, I don't know if that counts as unique or not. Yeah, uh, I've had, like I said, I had the pina colada one. You kind of told me about the ghost. I had seen it, but you. You and I talked about ghosts pretty recently, and so yes, um, the the sweetest then, the sweetest fish. Yeah, I actually had the sweetest fish one today. Oh, well, look at you! Um, pretty pretty accurate. I, I liked it. I I really like the uh, orange cream one. That that one that one's really good. I don't think I I haven't, I haven't tried that one yet because I've been wanting to try the ones that are collabs with other like candies and stuff. So I've had the sweetest fish one, the. Uh, Blueberry, strawberry, yeah, yeah, and then the watermelon forehead. They're all pretty accurate. They're like pretty much spot on. Which, by the way, sweetest fish. What is that flavor? It's not cherry. It's not strawberry. It's wax. It's wax. That's all it is. Is wax. It's kind of in that drink that made it taste kind of like that too.
I, I haven't, you know what, I've, I can't tell you the last time I actually ate a Swedish fish. I've never actually thought of that. I thought of, I, I just thought of another unique, unique thing I tasted. I had a Reese's cup that had uh, potato chips in it. Like okay. Pieces of potato chips in it. Okay, I'm I'm a little interested now because my my fat ass likes chips and Reese's Cups. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good. It, it is good. The salty, you know, the peanut peanut butter can kind of go sweet or salty, so it makes it as well. With the chocolate, peanut butter is kind of the bridge from the saltiness to the sweet, I guess. But my personal thing, they they do this now with like the Reese's Cups. Like they put stuff in, you know, like the big cup, like it's thicker. Yeah. Yeah. You see those? So. They have that, and then they'll put they'll put something. So like they've done the potato chip one. They used to do like called them cookie pieces, but it was like sort of like the same consistency as like an Oreo wafer type deal. Yeah. Like the cookie part, not the cream. So they put like pieces of that in there. My favorite was, I think they still have them. Was the pretzel? They put pretzel pieces in them. Ooh, that okay. really good. That's one of my go-tos for gas station snacks. And then another one was the most recent one they've been doing is uh, Reese's Puffs. They're putting Reese's Puffs in those things. Oh, okay. The ingenuity, yeah. man. I mean, also the Reese's Pieces. Like, hey, that's... I mean... Man, that's getting me all hot bothered. The candy game, the sweet game, the soda game, it's, it's, it's changed. Man, listen... The way I'm headed, I'm headed towards like type seven diabetes right now. <laughs> but hey, you tell me there's Reese's puffs in Reese's cups. <laughs> hey man, that's getting me all hot and bothered, man. I ain't gonna lie. You you talked you talked <laughs> earlier on uh, one episode. I don't know which one it was, but on one episode about going to the gym. Why do you think I started going to the gym? That's it's it's because of all this these sweets that I that I have to try. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was I I was at the gym just a little earlier today, and you and I were talking about people watching. Yeah. And this dude, and like I don't I don't want to judge here. Hey, you know, free world, free country, right? You do your thing. Yeah, this you, dude, you tread lightly. You, I remember when you talked about the gym. You were literally talking about not judging people from going to the gym. You're right, and this is this is not a judgment on him. <laughs> this is just one of the strangest things I've ever seen. This dude was doing bicep curls, right? Awesome, great workout. Yeah. But I, I think it was his friend. I'm, I'm not, a hundred percent sure. But this, these two guys were standing insanely close together while he was doing bicep curls, and they were staring into each other's eyes, like not doing anything. While, while he was doing bicep curls, they were just staring at each other, just standing. There. But they weren't doing anything else. No. Weren't laughing. Weren't smiling nothing just wow. deadlocked into each other's eyes doing bicep curls <laughs> i was a little afraid i'm not gonna lie to you that kind of intimidated me like if you have that kind of concentration to where you're not even laughing about that yeah let me let me get out your way man yeah let, let me ask you something travis um are you positive that this wasn't one person looking in the mirror <laughs> no one <laughs> one 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 was a really skinny white dude with long hair. One was some type of Hispanic with like short, shaggy hair. They, yeah, two totally okay. different dudes. Okay, okay. But I just want to make sure. Yes, I, <laughs> I do need to get my glasses checked, but you know, it's I am positive of that one. 
Yeah. But no, I, I don't know that I've had any anything quite that crazy, but I did like yesterday I went into uh I went into the gas station probably looking for some kind of flavor or something. I don't remember why I went in really. But this dude was on the phone and I, I he caught my attention because he, he sounded like uh someone I used to go to camp with. Um so I thought that's who it was and it wasn't. And then I started listening to the way this is a college kid, the youngin by our standards. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, no, he I I couldn't believe like the way he was talking. I mean, it was it was Gen Z, like it was Gen Z in its purest form. But like the way he was talking was like it was like a parody. Oh God. I can't remember what it was he said, but it, uh, just for example, say like, no, they only have it in the bottle, no chisel, no cap. Oh, and God. I was like. I, so I know what no cap was. I've never heard no kizzle. But he was completely serious on the phone. And he said no kizzle. No uh, kizzle. Hey, I'm. I like to pride myself in being pretty like up terms on slang and everything. But that I have never heard of that. And well, yeah, I've heard of no cap. Right. So you know that That's a pretty you know norm you know pretty normal one to say but no kizzle no i can't say i have ever heard that one so if you have ever heard of that just, please let me know like a spin on no cap but like when he said no kizzle i was like what does it even mean but like, like is it no kidding like he said a lot of other stuff but that was the one that i was like uh is this real like am i being right now is it like no kidding like no kizzle no kidding like is that maybe maybe that's the only like riz people uh have you you've yeah. heard riz yeah, I've heard of Riz. That's just charisma. People didn't realize that, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i like you. I, I try to keep up with it, but, you know, it, it gets harder as, as you get older, I guess. But I was, uh, I, I drive for work, right? And I was at this red light, uh-huh. and this, this, uh, these two girls were, I was at a red light stopped, and they were coming driving right past me and I watched this girl and she was eating bread like something you would buy at a store not like sandwich bread but like a sub type bread and okay. she, she was eating the the bottom half of it and this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen not ever seen but she ate it took a bite rolled the window down just a little bit and started tapping it like she was ashing her cigarette for the crumbs and then put it in this this might be a glasses issue travis no that was 100 percent bread (laughs) i was like no kizzle no just kizzle in you yeah i guess i sat there and i was like what is what is going on here who does that that's weird man so matt let's get let's get into a serious topic here to to finish this up your father is a an episcopalian priest or was a priest right uh, still is yeah still I is right okay. explain that but yeah i you know this i absolutely love your parents you were raised you. you were raised in a very not i want to say overly but you were raised in a very religious household mm-hmm. how would how would you say that for you know that's a pretty to me that's unique because i don't know too many people whose parents are religious leaders like that yeah and so i i just want to know like how do you how do you think that affected your your upbringing and your childhood in life about your dad being who he was yeah yeah so the uh the story story of that is kind of i don't know i think it kind of put me in a unique 
position. Um, so my, my dad, he, he was kind of late as far as, um, I mean, I'm not late, you know, the, the calling comes when it comes and all that, but he was, your dad's older. as far as a changing careers, he changed, he changed careers very late in life. So he was only a, a priest for 10 years before he, uh, retired. Um, really? And like I said, he's, he's still a priest. He, he's now working as part, uh, I guess the best way to describe it is part-time as a, uh, he's already a small church, even smaller church now. Right. And so he, uh, the way it worked before when he was full-time, he would be there during the week for, um, pastoral care and, um, you know, office hours and, and things like that. Whereas now he, uh, is just there on Sundays, uh, okay. in a different church, like I said. I mean, Saint Saint Joe was a was a was a very small is a very small church. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's even smaller now. Like I think it's I think so. He gets excited when he has like you know upper twenties as far as people. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's okay. Pretty small. But yeah, so like I said, I was kind of in a unique position relative to my siblings because I think I'm the only one that has I still don't have much of one, but has a slight memory of life before. He was a priest. My uh, my brother and my sister, you know, they were they were so young. I don't think they have any. I see my brother probably has memory of him, like when he went to seminary. Just but um, very young, so, brief memories. Yeah, yeah. He he would have been in uh, probably early elementary school. I can't remember exactly what what years. I was there through while he was in. So it's for those that don't know to be an Episcopal priest you go to uh, go to school for three years we dad went to uh, Sewanee University of the South in uh, Middle Tennessee kind of between um, Nashville and Chattanooga that, that kind of area closer to Chattanooga I got to see kind of the transition so before my dad was a priest he was he was a plant manager at various furniture companies so you know quite quite the difference he told me he has all kinds of stories about how he had to fire people and you know <laughs> just the man he is now like just just very different like the priest doesn't really have to fire anyone i guess it can happen but it's pretty uncommon right like um, my my knowledge of your dad has has always been the priest and like good dude you know very welcoming very just you know someone you would want to go listen to on sunday it, you know if yeah. that's your thing that that is yeah. your dad Relatable. is somebody i would i want to go listen to yeah yeah he's and, and to to give a little bit of i i i haven't really quite gotten to your question um yet but just to give i'm just giving some background i guess but to give a little background of like the Episcopal denomination of christianity like episcopalians are very open-minded we kind of walk the line of tradition and being progressive so like our church services are very what some people call high church and so we're you know they're it's not like your contemporary type where you have guitars on stage and you know projectors and everything it's very structured and things like that and so that that's just kind of as far as beliefs go pretty uh, progressive for the most part obviously it can, it can vary from place to place but that's kind of how how us episcopalians do it and episcopal um, and being a, being an episcopal is between Catholicism and Christianity, right? Is like, is that what I understand? Is, yeah, is the middle of middle of that? That's how I describe it. Like the so, so the, I was talking about like the high church and the the structure and being 
dresser robes and stoles and things like that. That's that's very and we do communion every Sunday, so that's very much like uh, Catholicism. But we're still Protestant, so and, and a lot of times that's that's kind of where where I was going. It's like Catholicism but Protestant, and it's basically as close as you can be without actually being Catholic. Probably still yet more pro- progressive than uh, definitely. Uh, generally speaking, again, it varies, but more progressive than Catholic. Especially like in in the area we're at, you know, we, we we're from a very s- southeastern Tennessee area. It's very you know old fashioned. You know, like you said, it does it would vary between the areas. Like what you see with your dad in his church probably is not the same as you would see somewhere in a more uh, progressive area. Sure, but yeah, the the Episcopal Church is just in, in general like we have. I know a lot of faiths don't don't have women in leadership we have women in leadership there we even have gay priests so i mean it's very very open arm kind of come as you are try to be as welcoming as you can right as as i believe it should be at 100 um, i think everyone probably should but you know that's kind of where i'm at <laughs> but anyway so there, there's there's some background on that but yeah and so we dad was you know, he was in the furniture business, and then three years in Suwannee, and that was, uh, we loved Suwannee, that was when I was in third, fourth, fifth grade, beautiful place, and then we moved to Norris, Tennessee, after that, we moved back to East Tennessee, we were in Morristown uh, before Suwannee, yeah, and so as far as how that shaped me, mom always talked about how, and I know, you know, uh, Mom's probably gonna listen to this, so she might roll her eyes at this. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, she—I always thought it was funny because Mom was always more strict than Dad, and so it's kind of a funny dynamic there. But Mom was always the one reminding us that we were, and rightfully so, that we were under a microscope. And what she meant by that was we are the we being me and my siblings you know we're the kids of the priest so anything you do the entire church is going to see so you're all and i think i you know i was i was always an obedient child so i was that probably was in my head more than uh more than it was for my uh younger brothers right uh and you being the oldest, I mean, you you being the oldest of your siblings, do you think that had any kind of effect on you whatsoever as far as, you know, yeah. I got to lead by example? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, I, I always wanted to, I, I, I don't know, I think I, I was kind of like that before, so may, maybe it didn't have too much to do with, maybe it was more of a reinforcement than a reasoning, but yes, I, I did feel like I needed to set a good example. I was always, you know, I would, always did my homework, you know, I was right. a nerdy kid, and, See, um, not good grades and all that, but yeah, I, I think that's that's probably a good good point. As far as older siblings, I, I kind of fit that fit that stereotype pretty accurately. Right. Yeah, and, and being a being a priest kid, that's that probably reinforced it <laughs> for sure. See, my my first memories I mean, I, of you were like you just said, you were you know. When we, when you and I first started hanging out, what, uh, thirteen years ago now? Uh, <laughs> Don't say that, man. It's Don't say that. <laughs> some somewhere over ten years ago um, when you and I oh, first started. No, you're right. It was thirteen years ago. Yeah. But I didn't want you to say it. I know. I know. You coming up on ten years <laughs> being graduated high school. I think it'll, it'll make me younger. <laughs> 
but you you that's that's how that was my first impression of you was was being the priest kid you were always you weren't as loose as the rest of us were at the, at that oh, time yeah. of course and seeing you now seeing how you are as a as an adult you are definitely more loose but still have some of those remnants of your of your upbringing of being you know you're you're a great guy you do the right thing you know you're you're somebody that you can tell grew up in that kind of establishment in a good area yeah and i think it set a good foundation i i, I mean i don't think you know we can we can get into this a little bit but like i was i mean i was straight edge like from in our free group i was the one that was always straight edge like right we had some we had some friends that get into stuff maybe they shouldn't have been doing right but, and, and you you were you were kind of with me on that too but like i didn't and i, I talked to people about this before i can't remember if i talked to you i talked to someone recently about this maybe that was when we went to the slopes a couple weeks ago but like i didn't mind it like when our when our friends were like drinking or something then and i wasn't it was entertaining for me like i i mean i was kind of being babysitter but like i probably laughed more than anyone in our friend group i just laugh all the time and i it, it was entertaining that's not i mean some people be annoyed by it but like i just thought it was funny and it, like you said a lot of people would be annoyed by that because you're not you may not be the same thing i didn't really i didn't really drink a lot growing up you know around high school that time frame i didn't drink at all you know like you said i i had a good time you know watching my friends doing dumb things and making sure obviously they didn't you know kill themselves by accident but still having a good time and i think that's what a lot of people forget is i don't care what you do like i don't care if you're drinking doing drugs what i don't care that you, that's your thing but yeah. you know you can still have a good time without doing all that stuff yeah right. that's that might sound a little too you know goody two shoes but you can't still have a good time without doing all that stuff right yeah and, uh, and like you said i mean it's you know you're talking about how I'm, I'm i'm not i'm not afraid to you know drink now like i mean it, of course then it was it was more i wasn't wasn't old enough to do it right so, like, <laughs> I, like, I don't feel guilty or anything about doing it now. Right. There's nothing wrong with doing it or anything like that. You're almost 20, um, you're, you're, you're almost 28. Oh, God, you're old. Don't. <laughs> you're old. We you're almost. about not talking about numbers when it comes to time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're no, you're almost but, 28. You know, like. I, I do think, you know, like, like you said, that, that probably, if I had, then, you know, who, who would have really known anyway, like in hindsight, but like, I don't know, I just didn't, especially at that time, I didn't have a desire to do it. Exactly. And back, back to your parents, something that I really appreciate about your parents, you know, I'm not exactly the most religious person out there. And when I, when I would go to church with you or I would come over to your house, I never felt, uh, even, even now, I still, I, I have never felt, um, like, judged by your parents for not going to church or, you know, because I have tattoos and or drink or, you know, whatever. I never felt like they, you know, I they never told you they could you couldn't hang out with me or, right. you know, I've never felt judged by them. So that is something I really appreciate about your parents because I know some people's parents that they see some dude that growing up drinks a little, you know, might get in trouble, drink, whatever. Oh, you can't really hang out with this kid. He's not, he don't go to church. He don't do this, so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they, and, and they, were, they were like that with everybody. Like, right, I mean, they're, exactly. They, they were, I mean, I'm sure there were 
you can probably think of some, but <laughs> some of my friends that they were kind of, uh, you know, worried about. They were wondering how good of an influence they were. Okay. They didn't, you know, say anything to them. I can think of a couple. Or anything like that. What were you going to say? I said, I, I, can think of, I can think of a couple. And they, they you know, they, they wanted the best for me, and I, I, I'm sure there were times that they were, you know, wondering if, if I was joining in and, you know, the, the drinking and whatnot. And I'm not trying to say, paint myself as gay tissues. There were definitely things that we got into right. not involving drugs or alcohol that, <laughs> that we shouldn't have. But <laughs> maybe, maybe were a little bit questionable. But, yeah, I mean, not really. It, it was all minor stuff, but it was still like there was, there was slight moments of rebellion. I don't know. <laughs> But, so no, they yeah they, I, I I love my parents and they you know, I I, am thankful for the way that they they raised me and they raised my brother and sister. So do you yes. think that is do do you plan on whenever you do have children of your own one day because you are getting up there in age? Do you do you think you will raise? Up, <laughs> do you think you will raise your kids? that way do you think you're gonna be a little more strict do you think you're gonna be a little more lenient how do you do you see yourself compared to your parents good question i mean it's probably i would venture to say that most parents early on is probably just trial by fire like you just gotta do just gotta wing it <laughs> you just gotta go and do what what decision as best as you can at the time yeah i mean i'm probably i'm sure i would you know follow my parents model for the most part i will say i mean it was uh it's kind of funny um because i was talking to my sister about this over the weekend mom was a lot more strict on me than she was on her sister as as they are and i tell my parents this all the time <laughs> yeah I, I, and it's not you know that's not a slight to my mom or anything like that it's just i think it's just the way parents are like when you have your first kid like they get tired man you get well yeah you get tired but like with your first kid like it's like oh i have to keep them alive like i have to keep them out of like everything and like it's under it's completely understandable right because um, the world today I, is crazy man imagine raising a kid today it's oh yeah it's no, hard it's man just gotten, it's, it keeps getting crazier you know you realize after your first one you're like okay maybe i didn't have to like you didn't have to i don't i didn't have to do is be as strict and you know and by by the time the last one comes around, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I, and Faith, my sister, pointed this out to me that she was like, I think she was stricter than you thought. And all things considered, it, it was more just like the Faith got away with a lot more like sarcasm than I did. I was like, she was smart off my parents. I'm like, what would you have done if I had said that when I was her age? They're like, oh yeah, you would have been grounded. And then he just brushed it off. So it was really minor things, like as far as various things like curfew and bedtime and, right. you know, things like that. It was pretty much the same. So it, it was all minor. They, they really weren't that different from kid to kid, but I like to give them a hard time for it. <laughs> All right, well, Matt, uh, thank you for joining me. I've had a great conversation with you. Uh, you know, you are welcome back anytime on this amazing show. Thank you very much for, for coming on this. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, you kind of tooted your own there. You know, amazing show. Hey, you got to, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'd be happy to come back on and, you know, talk about, you know, other aspects of life. I know you've got other 
people lined up. Hey. So, but yeah, eventually, if you if you make it through and you need me to come back on or just want me to come back on, once the Texans do something stupid and draft Will Levis or something, I'll I'll, have, I'll come back on. This is a this is a Kentucky hate account, is what this is. That's right. That's we, right. We don't mess with Kentucky around here. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks very much, Matt. Thank you all again for tuning into this. Really appreciate all the support and love that I've received over this. And just as a friendly reminder, you are loved. Be kind to others. But most importantly, be kind to yourself. Thank you all very much. <laughs>